Good morning, everyone. Jennifer LeClaire here with you, Senior Leader of the Awakening House of Prayer Global Movement. This is Mornings with the Holy Spirit, pressing in daily to the power and presence of God. Let me just prophesy to you something good is going to happen to you today. I want to remind you today's broadcast is brought to you by the Elijah Company Intensives for Prophets and Highly Prophetic People. If you want to get real with the prophetic, if you're tired of just being taught how to hear the voice of God, if you want to learn how to navigate realms of the spirit, move in a greater accuracy, come into a company of people who are contending together for a pure prophetic flow, who have the spirit of the fear of the Lord, who want to see God's will done in the earth, who want to worship together, get deliverance. Amen. So we need deliverance. Sign up, apply. You've got to apply. We can't fit everybody in there. Seating is very limited. Sign up, apply at globalpropheticcenter.com. Check out the Elijah Company Intensive. It's right around the corner. You don't want to miss it. Guys, I'm coming to you live from South Florida. Our church, Awakening House of Prayer, is here. And I'm there on Sundays preaching, praying, prophesying, and casting out devils. Come on. Our heart is to equip you to live a supernatural breakthrough lifestyle. Give me a year of your life and apply the word I'm teaching and watch the transformation. We just got some testimonies from our web church yesterday. I mean, people are getting financial breakthrough. They're having all sorts of supernatural manifestations in their lives because they're applying the word that we're teaching. You've got three different messages coming at you every single Sunday, 10.47 a.m., 1.30 p.m., 4 p.m. We've got some of the best prophetic worship I've ever experienced. The Holy Spirit is there. Come on in, South Florida. If you're not in South Florida, get on an airplane, fly down. If you can't do that, you can watch online throughout the week at ahop.online. It's free to register at ahop.online, but you can go deeper with us. You can become official. You're going to want to get official because there's so many benefits to being part of our official membership online. There's the virtual healing rooms and prophecy rooms. You can opt for that. The virtual pastoral advice, the virtual life group, the virtual prayer line, the virtual uh, archives, all my teaching archives at AHOP online. It's all there for you waiting for you. So what are you waiting for? AHOP.online slash web church. Get official. Our second service is School of the Spirit at AHOP. We are studying the deeper things of God. We are going, we are in a series now called Escaping the Great End Times Deception. And you're going to want to, I'm going to be talking this week about escaping the false signs and wonders, these false fake miracles. My God. And it's going to get worse. Check it out. Schoolofthespirit.tv slash deception. Then you're going to check out 4 p.m. straight up teaching. It's either School of Prophecy, School of the Seers. How many seers do I have out there? School of Spiritual Warfare, School of Deliverance. Come on, how many deliverance ministries do I have out there? School of Prayer, which is really one of my most important schools. Check it out, schoolofthespirit.tv. Get equipped. Today's devotion I'm reading from Victory Decrees, Daily Prophetic Strategies for Spiritual Warfare Victory. This was my third devotional. You can pick this up wherever you find books online. And here is the title, When the Enemy Comes Knocking. When the enemy comes knocking. Come on, what do you do when the enemy knocks on your door? Do you answer it? I hope not. Too many Christians do because they don't discern the knock of the devil. Oh, Jesus. Here's what I heard the Lord say. When I come knocking on your door, you will feel a peace and you will feel a joy. You will not feel fear, but you will feel contentment and satisfaction. You will feel an expectation 
and an exhilaration. Come on. When the enemy comes knocking on your door, here's the contrast. When the enemy comes knocking on your door, and believe me, he will. He will. He will. The Lord says, when the enemy comes knocking on your door, you will feel dread. Hmm. You will feel fear. Hmm. You will feel confusion. Come on. You will feel trepidation. When I come knocking, says the Lord, open up to me and sup with me, dine with me, fellowship with me, with my heart and with my spirit. For I have called you into a secret place where the enemy cannot find you, but you must enter in through my door. Too many people miss the day of their visitation. Jesus is knocking on the door. He's like, let me in. I want to heal you. Let me in. I want to deliver you. Let me in. I want to renew your mind. Let me in. I want to share the secrets of my heart. And we don't open the door. And by contrast, so many believers, the enemy comes knocking with sickness and we sign the contract with our mouth. The enemy comes with disease. The enemy comes with lack. The enemy comes with attack. And we let him right through the threshold of our door. And we've got to stop. We've got to shut him out and let God in. Amen. Scripture references for today are in the devotional victory decrees, prayer starter and decree from the devotional. Father, help me discern the enemy's knock on my door, the door of my heart. Help me discern his knock from your knock. Help me to lock it up, to lock the door up when the devil tries to knock it down. I decree evil shall hunt my violent enemies and overthrow them. I declare the enemy can't find me hiding in the secret place reserved for me. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Father, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You are the God who sees and we praise you. You've got the bird's eye view. You've got the eternal view. You've got the view of the end from the beginning. You see everything and you know everything and you want to show us things to come. You're trying to tell us what we need to know, to show us what we need to see. So we thank you that you're faithful. We thank you that you are a God who shares his intelligence with us. You share your perspective. You share your will. You share, you share, you share. You're a generous God. We praise you and we thank you for your generosity. No other God pours like like you do. You pour out wisdom liberally. You pour out love. You pour out grace. You pour out mercy. And you just keep on pouring. Yours is a well that never runs dry. So we praise you that you are Jehovah Jireh. You are more than enough. You've always got more than enough of everything we could possibly ever need, want, or desire. And you are willing to share it with us. You have made us partakers of your divine nature. You have put your spirit on the inside of us. You rest upon us. You go before us and you follow behind us. You are the rear guard. You've got our backs. Oh, thank you, Jesus, that you are our protector, our provider. You are our everything. And we lean into you today. We lean into the one true living God in everything that you are, everything that you represent. We lean into you. 
Father, forgive us. So often we lean into our own understanding, our finite understanding, our limited understanding, our skewed understanding, for we only see with our natural eyes unless we press in to see with the spiritual eyes that you've given us. We only hear with our natural ears unless we sit still knowing that you're God and waiting for your still small voice to share with us what's on your heart. You are so good. You are so awesome. You are so magnanimous. And we repent for leaning in to our own way, leaning in to our own will, leaning in to the way that we should not have gone. Forgive us, Lord. Forgive us, Lord. Forgive us, Lord, for taking matters into our own hands. No longer will we try to figure it out on our own. When you have the master plan, you have the master strategy, you are the master. No longer will we try to work it out in our own strength. When you are uh, the strong tower of our life, the strength of our life, the power in our life, no longer will we try to make a way out of no way. When you are the way, we will just follow you we just we just we just choose to follow you today we choose to give it up to you today we choose to surrender to you today we choose to wait until you tell us what to do god deliver us from the striving deliver us from our own selves god deliver us from trying to work it out and leaving you out of the workout strategy god help us lord to stop running so far ahead of you that we can't even hear your voice anymore i said lord help us to stop running so far ahead of you lagging so far behind you that we can't even hear your voice anymore because we're not in your presence we're not in your proximity we're not sitting, waiting, learning, growing from you. We're going ahead because we think we know better. We're going ahead because we think we have a plan. We're going ahead. We're lagging behind. We're lagging behind because we're afraid to obey the last thing you said. We're lagging behind because we can't figure out how to take the first step. We're lagging behind and we're missing out on the adventure of the Holy Spirit. So Lord, help us today. Deliver us from striving. Deliver us from fear. Deliver us from impatience, God. We want what we want when we want it, and we want it now. We want what we want when we want it, and we want it now. But you don't want us to have everything now. You want us to have something now, but we're not supposed to have other things now. If we were supposed to have those other things now, we'd have them now. So help us, Lord, to stop beating our head against the same wall, walking in circles, getting nowhere, frustrated, upset, and overwhelmed. Help us, Lord, to trust in you and your sovereignty, knowing that if we pray anything according to your will, you hear us. And if you hear us, you answer us and you will bring it to pass at the Kairos time. I thank you, Lord, that on the day of Pentecost, it was a Kairos time. They waited and they waited and they waited and they waited. The disciples in the upper room, they waited and they waited and they waited and they waited. They waited for the promise of the Father. They waited today and then they 
waited tomorrow, then they waited the next day. Who knows? Nobody knew when the promise would come. Nobody in the upper room, the 120 that believed, nobody knew when the promise would manifest. Nobody knew when the mighty rushing wind would come. Nobody even knew there was going to be a mighty rushing wind. They didn't even know what to look for. They didn't even know what to listen for. They had no idea what they were waiting on other than a promise, other than the Holy Ghost. But they did not know how he would come. They did not know what it would look like. They did not know. They did not know. They did not know. But they were satisfied to wait for the one that did know. And then the suddenly came. Then the promise manifested. Then the power of God showed up. Then the mighty rushing wind came. Then the tongues of fire showed up and rested on them. And they were filled to overflowing with the promise. They were filled to overflowing with the breaker. They were filled to overflowing with the victorious, glorious warrior God. They were filled to overflowing, but they had to wait. They had to wait. And they didn't know how long they were going to have to wait. Listen, and they waited anyway. They might have sat up there for years. They did not know how long they would have to wait. What did they do while they were waiting? I said, what did they do when they were waiting? They had a party. They watched Netflix. No. What did they do when they were waiting? They grieved and they were sorrowful and fearful. No. What did they do when they were waiting? Oh, well, they, they, they gorged themselves. They just laid around and slept and made up for the lost years of sleep when they were traveling with Jesus here. There, no. What did they do when they were waiting? They prayed. They prayed. They prayed. When they were waiting on one accord, they prayed. They made intercession. They waited. They prayed. They waited. They prayed. You want to know the secret to your success? Pray and wait. Pray and obey. Pray and do what God says to do, and you will have what God says you're going to have. You don't know when it's coming. It's a suddenly. You don't know when it's coming. It's a kairos. You don't know when it's coming. It comes out of nowhere. Bam. One minute, they were sitting there saved but not filled. The next minute, they were sitting there saved and overflowing. It's going to happen. Father, would you help us today? Would you help us today? Jesus, would you help us today to pray and wait for you to speak, to pray without ceasing and wait without wondering, to pray, to stand, to fight, to war, to wait. Lord, help us find your rhythm. We want to walk in your rhythm. We want to move in your rhythm. We want to war in your rhythm. We don't want to take on a battle that's not ours when you've said you already fought it and won it. You're waiting. I tell about Jesus, help us. Oh, Jesus, we pray. We pray. We pray today, we pray today that you would show us what we need to do today. Lord, give us this day our daily bread. Give us this day the wisdom we need to succeed. Give us this day the strategy for breakthrough. Give us this day your wisdom, your insights, your your, your prophetic intelligence. Give us this day, oh Jesus, the divine connections that we need. Give us this day the peace in our hearts that we need. Give us this day, a refill of joy, a refill of joy, a refill of joy for the joy of the Lord is our strength. Give us this day, God. Oh, Jesus. 
the time management skills that we need. Give us this day the freedom from addiction that we need. Give us this day the spirit of the fear of the Lord that we need. Give us this day a revelation of your love, Jesus. Shed it abroad in our hearts, God. Give us this day. We want to be in your rhythm. We want to live and move and have our being in you. Soothing rhythms of grace. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. We don't want to do it our way anymore. We want to be filled with your spirit, trusting that in the Kairos time, all the waiting will have been worth it. In the moment of breakthrough, all the waiting will have been worth it. Oh, in the moment of victory over that demon power, that generational curse, that, oh, that that, that, that plague in your life, it's going to be worth it. The waiting will be worth it. The waiting will be worth it. The waiting will be worth it. And the Lord would say to you today, wait on me for I am worth it. It. I will not let you go and I will not let you down, but I will lift you up, says the Lord, at the right time. I will exalt you at the right time. I will promote you at the right time. I will prosper you at the right time, says the Lord. So trust me, for I am the right on time God. I will not leave you hanging. I will not let you down, but you must believe in my word. You must believe in my son. You must root out all voices of unbelief, all voices of doubt, all voices of shame and guilt and condemnation and feeling unworthy because you are worthy because of the blood. And I will not leave you without help. You are not an orphan. You are a son. And I will show up for you, says the Lord. Just wait on me because my plan is better than your plan. Oh, my way is better than your way, says the Lord. My strategy is better than your strategy, says the Lord. So just wait to hear from me and I will give you your marching orders. I will bring peace to your heart as you believe. There is joy in believing, says the Lord. Come on, Jesus, we say yes. We say yes, Jesus. We say yes, Lord. We will wait on you. We're not going to strive. We're not going to try to make things happen. We're not going to be discouraged because it's been a long time. We're not going to be dissatisfied and discontent and disgruntled because of what somebody else has that we wanted. I said, we're not going to be jealous, Lord. We're not going to be envious, Lord, because somebody else got a breakthrough that we've been praying for. We're not going to be disgruntled. We're not going to be put to shame because those who hope in the Lord will never be put to shame. It's an impossibility. You will fo- you will follow up. You will follow through. You never drop a ball. You never lose a battle. You never forget anything ever, 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 ever. You remember what you told us. You remember what you said. You remember. You remember. Even when we don't remember, you remember. <clears throat> So, Lord, put us in remembrance of your word. Help us to remember your great and precious promises. Some of you need to catch a new vision. Help us, Lord, remember when we're when we're down and out. Help us remember the word that takes us up and over. Help us to remember what you told us in, in the last season and why the fight is so fierce. That's why it's because of the word. The fight is fierce because of the word. The enemies come to test you on the word, not just the written word, but the prophetic word. So we're going to wage war with our prophetic words. We're not letting go of the promise. We're not stopping. We're going to keep pressing. We're not giving up. We have no give up in us. That is our declaration. We have no give up in us. We have no give up in us. 
Give up what? Give up who? What? I, I don't even understand those words. What does that mean? Give up? I'm sorry. What does that mean? Wait, wait, wait. Let, let me give a dictionary. Give up. What does that mean? Oh, you want me to give it up to God? I'll give it up to God. But I am not giving it up to the devil. Amen. I'm not giving up to, to, to wonky emotions. I am not giving up to generational curses. I am not giving up to trauma in the past. I am not giving up to anything but Jesus. I don't know what give up means. I'm going to surrender to God, but I'm not giving up. Somebody needs to say right now, I'm not giving up. You got no give up in you. Come on, let's transition. Come on, there's always fresh starts. There's always new beginnings. There's always second chances. I don't know who needs to hear me. I said, there's always fresh starts. There's always do-overs. There's always second chances, third chances. You can get back up again and you can go forth. I don't care what you've been through. I care, but it doesn't matter what you've been through. God's going to make you into who he's called you to be. And you're going to have breakthrough. That's his portion. Yes, there's trials. Yes, there's suffering. You better believe it. But you can suffer with your head held high. Amen. And you're going to come out of this. You're going to get through this. You're going to get over it. It's going to happen. It might change you, but it'll change you for the better. You're going to be wiser because of that trial. You're going to be smarter because of that trauma. Don't think this is the end. Don't think that, you know, everything's going to be never going to be the same. God has a prearranged plan. We just have to find it and walk in it. In Jesus name. Come on. The best thing I have going for me. The best thing is not the ability to pray. That's good. The best thing is not the ability to prophesy. I'm talking about spiritual gifts. That's good. The best thing is not my ability to cast out demons in the name of Jesus. All that's good. The best thing is not the the gift of writing and scribing. That's good. The best thing is that I, the best thing I got going for me is just a determination not to give up. And some of you know, some of you know. I could have given up a million times and so could have you, but you didn't. You're still standing. If you're listening to my voice right now, you're still standing. You're still here. That's one of the greatest testimonies you could ever have. You don't need a testimony of a miracle healing or you need, you know what your testimony, I'm still here. I'm still here. I made it through hell and I made it through high water. I'm still here. I made it through the fire and I made it through the flood. I'm still here. I made it through the abandonment and I made it through the betrayal. I'm still here. I made it through the jail and I made it through the financial attack. I'm still here. I made it through the poverty and come on. I'm still here. I made it through the divorce. I'm still here. I made it through the cancer. I'm still here. I made it through. 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 You've got this. Let's transition. Share this with somebody, guys. I need you guys to share. If this is helping you, share it. Somebody else needs this help. Share it quickly, everywhere and anywhere. That's right. You're a walking, talking miracle. Come on. Come on. Let's transition. I want to read you something in scripture. If my mouse will skim over, it doesn't want to. It doesn't want, my mouse does not want to move. I bind you in Jesus' name. Work properly. (laughs) You remember in scripture, when the Israelites went, went into the promised land, look here, Joshua 5. We're going to start in verse 10. This is after a mighty miracle. Okay, the walls of Jericho fell down. They'd been in the wilderness for a long, long time, eating manna and quail, and they complained about it. 
They weren't even grateful for what they had. (laughs) There's a lesson in that. But verse 10, Joshua 5, verse 10, while the Israelites were camped at Gilgal on the plains of Jericho, they celebrated Passover on the evening of the 14th day of the first month. The very next day, somebody say the very next day. The very next day, the very next day, the very next day, right after they had this massive breakthrough, right after they entered into the promise, they began to eat unleavened bread and roasted grain from the land. That must have been a tasty treat. They'd been eating manna and quail. Now all of a sudden, they've got unleavened bread and roasted grain. Verse 12, no manna appeared on the day they first ate from the crops of the land, and it was never seen again. So from that time on, the Israelites ate from the crops of Canaan. Listen, what happened? The King James says the manna ceased. The provision dried up. The supernatural provision dried up. It was gone. One day they're eating manna. All they have to do is go out and pick it up off the ground. And all of a sudden the next day, the manna ceased. It must have been quite a shock. Like, wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. I know we complained about that manna, but hey, it, 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 it was easy. We didn't have to farm. We didn't have to, you know, raise cattle. We didn't have to, you know, plow fields. We didn't have to do anything. <laughs> we just picked it up off the ground. We had a, a, a divine door dash. It's just right to our door. Here's the manna. Here's the quail. Now, all of a sudden, they had to harvest things from the ground. They had to reap. They had to do something different than they did before. The manna dried up. What do you do when the provision that you're accustomed to ceases? What do you do when the source of your income that you've depended on ceases? What do you do when all of a sudden you get fired from that job you've had for 20 years? I'll tell you just a 30-second illustration. God was trying to get me to go into full-time ministry for, for a couple of years before I caught on. I couldn't get, wrap my mind around the provision because I didn't want to be ever like these, you know, loud mouth false prophets who get themselves in positions where they have to pimp for money all the time. That's not my heart. I would never do that. So I'm, I'm like, well, you know, Lord, you know, where's the provision? And I'm waiting for the provision. Well, the Lord oftentimes doesn't give you the provision until you step into the assignment. Right. And so I'd worked with this one technology journalism uh, media company, a magazine for 20 years. I'd worked with them for 20 years, been faithful for 20 years. You know, I mean, they didn't even pay me any more on 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 the 20th year than they did the, the, the first year. But I hung in there and I got fired from that position. I'd never been fired from anything in my whole life. And I hadn't done anything wrong. It's just it, I wouldn't leave. So God closed the door. He closed the door to the provision that I was used to. To me, that was manna. That technology magazine was simple. It was easy. I could do it in 15 minutes a day. Literally, it, I, had, I had it down pat. I've been doing it 20 years. It was easy. So I didn't mind. It didn't pay much. It paid enough. It was a pretty good penny at the end of the day. And I, that, 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 that door closed. That provision ceased. And at first I was like, uh-oh, <laughs> now what am I going to do? Then I had to obey God. Here's the thing. Many times when the manna ceases, 
God has a greater provision coming. He has a different stream coming. He has a different way to get you what you're supposed to have. And many times it's better than what you have now. Believe me, the harvested corn and the grain that the Israelites ate tasted probably way better than the manna they'd eaten for you know 40 years. And in other words, I'm sure the manna was fine. It tasted good and all that, and the quail. But if you had the same thing to eat every day for 40 years, you probably like some corn and you'd probably like some grain. Amen. It was different. It was new. It was better. Right. And so God never shuts one door if he, without opening another door and oftentimes many doors. And we have to understand if you're in a position right now where the manna has ceased, you need to start looking for the roasted harvest grain and the corn. You need to start looking and asking God, where's the new door? Where's the, where, because he's your provider and he's not going to leave you without provision. We just get so fearful and afraid and torqued up every time our provision ceases, every time, uh, you know, the business goes down, every time there's a big debt, you know, AHOP, Awakening House of Prayer, we just spent, you know, probably almost $20,000 because of the, a, a shady landlord and a shady air conditioning company that did all this wiring in the building to try to hide a problem. Now we had to pay to fix it because the fire marshal said, I don't care whose fault it is. We're going to shut you down if you don't get this fixed. $20,000, bam. Well, if you're, if you're, if you have a natural mind, you're going to be like, well, first of all, you're mad because it's not fair. What's well, not fair? Well, second of all, you're like, where are we going to get that $20,000? Because a lot of people that come to AHOP never give a penny. <laughs> where are we going to get that $20,000 to pay for all that? Right. But if you have a supernatural mind, you say, okay, that wasn't fair. That was not just. Maybe you got fired from your job and it wasn't just. It's not fair. It's not just. But God has a plan, He's got a purpose in it. He allowed it. You didn't see it coming. You didn't stop it. So you allowed it. We allowed it. Some things we can't see. We don't know. It's just purely the devil. And God has a way. He has a way. He has a new river of provision for you. The thing is, we got to stay in faith, stay prayed up, stay in his presence, stay in the word and wait. And God's not going to let your river run dry. So Father, in the name of Jesus, would you help us today? Would you help us today? Would you help us today to believe you when the provision shifts to another river, when the manna ceases, when the well seems to run dry, when there's just a cruise of oil and a piece of bread uh, and a little bit of flour left? Would you help us, Lord, not to be afraid? <laughs> Would you help us, Lord, not to get all anxious? Would you help us, Lord, to stop eating our seed when we should be sowing? We should be sowing in a time of famine. We don't stop sowing because the manna dries up. Help us, Lord, to keep doing what we know to do, to keep doing the right thing, to keep sowing, to keep giving, to keep praying, to keep believing, to keep standing, to keep fighting. Would you help us, Lord, to keep doing what we know to do? knowing that you will do what only you can do. You will open up a new door of provision. You will release a new stream, a new income stream, a new revenue stream. You'll bring a, a, a IRS tax refund out of nowhere. Uh, money will begin to, I mean, we don't know how you're going to do it, God, but you, you've got all kinds of ways and you have all kinds of means because you own the cattle on a thousand hills. The silver is yours and the gold is yours. So we're not going to be afraid. We're not going to be upset. We're not going to freak out when the manna ceases. We're going to expect the harvest grain. We're going to expect the new realm of provision. We're going to expect the increase. We're going to expect the promises. We're going to expect you to do what you said you do because you're not a man that you should lie or the son of man that you should repent. You're not. You're not a liar. You're a good father. 
You're a good God. So we stand in faith in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Come on, God is good. God is good. God is good all the time. I don't know where that $20,000 comes. It might not be 20, but it's probably a good 15,000. I mean, it's a, a crazy ton of money. I saw an electric bill, electrician bill yesterday for, for like $2,000. I'm like, oh, this needs to be paid by the landlord. But see, we get in our natural minds. And then we get out of faith. Because the areas of our mind that are not renewed, that's the areas of our mind that that that, that receives that fear, that agrees with the fear. The areas of our mind that are not renewed, those are the areas of our mind that agree with the enemy, that agree with the flesh. But when we stay in faith, when we renew our mind, when we know who God is, he's our vindicator, he's the judge, he, he brings justice, he's the provider, he's the protector. He, when we know him and who he is and believe him and take him at his word. It's only a matter of time. The Kairos is coming. The suddenly is coming. The new river will be unlocked. Amen. Some of you need a little bit of a change anyway. Amen. Sometimes we get complacent with that manna. We get tired of the manna. It needs some spice, a little, little spice of life, something different. Amen. There's a bigger blessing for you on the other side of this trial. If you're going through a financial trial today, if you're going through a financial setback today, there's a bigger blessing for you. Just stand in faith. Be wise. Be a good steward. Amen. What you do, if you have to cut back, don't cut back on your on your giving. Cut back on your Netflix. Don't cut back on the spiritual stuff. Cut back on the natural stuff. Cut your cable. Oh my God. Did she just say cut my cable? Well, if if cut your cable before you stop sowing to your church, dear God. I see believers right now losing their minds. And it's like, you know, you know, they're like, well, I was watching Netflix last night, but I, you know, I can't, I can't give my tithe or my offering to my church this week. Well, then cut your Netflix. We have to prioritize. Sometimes when a fight, when a lack attack comes, the, one of the ways to break it is to, is, is, is to, is to cut off all the worldly entertainment that you're sowing into even the McDonald's and the Taco Bell and just be a good steward and sit with God and get the strategy. Amen. Amen. Too many people, their knee jerk reaction is, is they, they just, they just, they fear and God didn't give you a spirit of fear. So don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Be wise, but don't be afraid. I've said that throughout this entire last couple of years. I've stressed this point so many times. We want to use wisdom, but we don't want to be in fear. That's right, Gabrielle. Cut out the Starbucks. Those Starbucks, you know, five, six, seven dollars a piece. And so many people I know, that, especially in our afternoon service, they're coming from other churches and they've got their their seven dollar coffee. They don't give one penny in the offering. And I look at them. I say, man, you're 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 you're. I wonder how much you're even getting out of this message because of the dishonor for the house of God, and the anointing of God, with your big old uh, you know white chocolate mocha, right? And 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 don't give a penny. I believe God's going to change that because we've continued to pray and serve all these people who continue you know, just to see breakthroughs in their lives, right? Because we're not in it for money. We're in it for God. But it's noticeable how many believers will sow into Starbucks. They'll sow into Netflix, but they don't sow into the kingdom. And eventually it doesn't work out well for people who prioritize the pleasures of the world over the pleasures of the kingdom. Amen. Amen, Gabrielle. You you, you, you understand. It needs to change. It needs to change. Not for Not for the sake of the churches, 
but for the sake of the people going to the churches. Do you know that two people die every second? Two people die every second. That's the latest statistic. And at least probably more than half of them are going to hell because half the world's not Christian. I don't know all this is, but let's just say half of them are going to hell. Half of them are going to hell. And the church is in an uproar over whether or not we should give 10% or nothing or 20%. So we're sitting here arguing on social media. And and I don't, I'm not sharing my opinion on, on it. I don't need to share my opinion, but I just look at all the arguing. Should we give to the kingdom? Should we not give to the kingdom? It's a law. You're forcing me to give. It's exploitation. Okay. Well, if you're going to a church that's exploiting you, leave. But two people are dying every second. At least half of them are going to hell. And we're on social media arguing over whether or not we should give 10% to God. The fact is 2% of the church gives 10% to God. The rest of the church gives way less than that, if anything at all. And if we are going to see the Great Commission fulfilled, we need to support missions. We need to support evangelism. We need to support Christian media that's actually authentic. None of this goofy boofy. We got enough TV stations out there, Christian TV, that, that they're not preaching the gospel. They're not doing anything really for God. They're just filling their pockets and lining their pockets. God doesn't like that. Two people die every second. Two people die every second. Most of them are going to hell. And we're arguing over whether women should preach. We're arguing over whether we should pray in tongues. We're arguing over whether Christians can have a demon. Give me a a royal break, please. Please give me a break. And I know I'm preaching to the choir. Awakeningprobs.com slash nations. Amen. Some of you today, you might want to sow a seed. Maybe you're in the midst of a lack attack. Maybe that message helped you. Maybe this ministry is helping you. I like to see the ministry well-funded so we can produce more media. You know, I have uh, several, several media staff that uh, are, are, you know, working hard every day to put all, all this media for you. And uh, your sowing helps us to do that and so much more. Um, consider every once in a while sowing a seed. Why? Because it's more blessed to give than to receive. And we can't do what we do without our generous, faithful followers. Every once in a while, if this is helping you, choose to sow. JenniferLeClaire.org slash donate. Cash app. Cash app is dollar sign prophetic books. Cash app is dollar sign prophetic books. You can text the word pray to 754-701-2161. Text the word pray to 754-701-2161. Then follow the prompts. Amen. You can use the PayPal, paypal.me slash Jennifer LeClaire, paypal.me slash Jennifer LeClaire. You can use the Venmo. Venmo is at Jennifer LeClaire. Venmo is at Jennifer LeClaire. Some of you may choose to sew into this new computer. I'm telling you, uh, Prophetess, we're going to have to get a new computer here for this home studio. This mouse is just not the mouse. It's just the whole thing is like wonky. Amen. So we're going to have to, we're going to have to wait till they going to have to look for a i don't know when the new max come out we'll get the one level right below that amen so father i thank you that's right eternity is real there's no second chances we need to pray thank you lord in the name of jesus for all those who sow to this ministry the partners those who donate and give every little bit helps us to advance the gospel thanks for all those who are sowing into the uh, computer you know you can designate that through paypal you can designate it on your donation slip 
But but know that, you know, when I make these calls for donations, usually barely anything comes in toward what I'm trying to accomplish for the ministry. OK, so you don't have to worry that I'm going out spending it on something else. It's 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 all it's all there. And usually when I make these calls, somebody yesterday made a comment. Well, I don't like that. I can't designate it. You should have something on your Web page and a drop down menu where we can designate it. But if I did that, that would cost me three or four hundred dollars. And, you know, the computer is only a thousand dollars. So that's not really being a good steward to have my web developer wait two weeks, build in a drop down menu and do all those things. It just doesn't make financial sense for us to spend the money that way when chances are, you know, unless someone just decides to send us fifteen hundred bucks to buy. Chances are whatever the donations come in for the designated for the computer probably aren't going to total what we need for the computer anyway. So I hope you guys understand that. We do try to be a good steward. So thank you for sowing. Thank you for uh, blessing us. Thank you for helping us. And we hope we're a blessing to you in Jesus name. Amen and amen. If you're really serious about souls, go beyond that 31 days with us and join the prayer movement. Join a hub, launch your own hub. We've got, I don't even know how many nations we're in anymore. It's got to be close to 50 now. Amen. If you're in Asia, you have an opportunity to have your prayer hub sponsored. Hello, 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 hello. Look at all these prayer leaders. We equip you. It's not just about praying for your city and nation. That is, but we equip you for personal breakthrough. We're, we're a true family. You know, yesterday I was looking at the prayer hubs Facebook group and we're seeing a lot more engagement now than we had in the past. And, you know, I'm doing a couple of teachings in there every week and other people are providing content. And I thought to myself, wow, these, these men and women really support each other. I mean, it's so brilliant to see a company of intercessors, a company of prayer warriors who are really standing together and they have each other's backs. I'm, I'm, I was so just, I don't want to say proud because I didn't do it, not proud from like a prideful sense, but I was just so proud of, of the, the, prayer warriors in the in the movement i'm like just so pleased i don't know the right word to use this but i was just so thrilled i'm like look at this this is a this is really a a a real community here and we're so grateful and fabiola she just launched her prayer hub she's launching her prayer hub in bolivia and uh i mean praise god for bolivia amen hallelujah so you know if you're an intercessor and you're out there by yourself you know you you don't need to be out there by yourself join up with us join the prayer movement awakening prayer hubs Dot com launch a hub join up hello seth he's one of our new prayer leaders i can't remember what city you're in yet awakeningprayerhubs.com join the movement if you don't you don't want to join the movement consider sponsoring the hub we have prayer hub leaders waiting to be sponsored all right guys love you love you love you i will see you on tomorrow have a breakthrough day